Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, there is a piece up at the Athletic Rights now about the tenuous uh, first season in Denver for one Russell Wilson. Um, Kaylin, uh, oh my goodness. Uh, my gosh, I'm spacing on the name. Oh, um, the writers? Yes. Kaylin. What? Kaylin, 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 Mike, Mike Sando, and Jason Jenks yeah. are, are, the, are the three Online. authors of the, what? On the byline, yes. Yes, of the article. And, uh, it has a nugget in there that I think is catching the eye of everybody around the NFL, especially those here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, so we decided to bring on the man who covers the Seahawks for the Athletic. He is not on the byline of this article, but uh, he knows the Seahawks inside and out. Michael Sean Dugar of the Athletic, kind enough to join us. Uh, Mike, how's it going, man? I'm doing good. Doing good. How you guys doing? I'm doing very well. <laughs> I mean, wow. This morning you wake up and you start reading an article and you go, wait, wait. Huh? Uh, the one line in that article that is catching everybody uh, by surprise a little bit is one where uh, it just says that Russell Wilson, last February, made an attempt to try to get John Schneider and Pete Carroll fired and bring in Sean Payton uh, to become the next head coach of the Seahawks. And uh, I-, I guess that's where we, we got to start with you on this one uh, because that put the wheels in motion to get him traded. How much have you heard along those lines about the the attempt to get those two fired? Uh, it definitely felt like um, after the 2020, the 2020 season, it felt like a them or me situation. And that was the end of the let Russ cook year. Um, because the other big takeaway from that story, because I think the, the part you mentioned is like in the first three paragraphs, and then it's like 3,000 more words or something. <laughs> like what, I, what, what else I took away from that story was that like, Russ very much like has perception like I am the system. Yep. You know what I mean? Like the let Russ cook thing was like let Russ do his thing. Like me, I'm Russ. He trademarked the thing and everything. And you can see that when you get a guy like Brady who who Russ compares himself to. Oh, Brady has a system. It's a TB12 or whatever it's called. And you know he went to Tampa and they kind of brought the the TB12ish vibe uh, there. And it worked and won Super Bowl and all that. And you can see Russ kind of want to emulate that. Maybe look into the NBA examples of like LeBron kind of being the system wherever he goes, independent of the franchise structure when he gets there. And I bring all that that stuff up to say, like, if you if you get to that point in your life where you're like, I am the thing that's, you know, making this go, and you get to where there's other guys who are more powerful than you, it does not then surprise me that, like, you get someone like, oh, well, wait a minute, man. Like, get these guys out of here. I need to be, at least not be more powerful than them, but let's be equal. Mm-hmm. You know, let's all collaborate on the off-season plan. Like, what linemen are we going to draft? Who are we targeting? Blah blah blah. What free agents are we going to sign? Like, that was all stuff Russ uh, voiced that he wanted here. And then you see that with Denver, he goes there. One of the first stories from Denver, uh, Hackett's like, "We're going to design this thing around Russ." Then it gets to draft time. It's like, "Oh, Russ was watching film with these guys and who they should draft." Oh, now Russ has his own office. Oh, Russ uh, feels like they're partners, not coaching and quarterback. Um, you see all the power that he wants, you know, he wants to be, he has an office on the second floor, right? Players are usually 
to the first floor, right? He just above uh, being a player. He's almost like management and a player uh, in that way. So knowing that about Russ, there was always rumblings here. It's like, okay, this gonna, Jody Allen, the owner of the team, is going to have to choose between uh, Pete and John or the quarterback. Um, and you can even – I have a tweet. I think it's from like January of 2022, I want to say, where I say, I asked Seahawks fans, do you guys think Russ wants to be here? And you can look, actually, in the replies. There are a lot of them, but a lot of the replies are, oh, yeah, Mike, he wants to be here if they change the coach. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Mike, he wants to be here if they change the GM. So the idea of Russ saying, hey, it's them or me, it's not that surprising to people who have been following along. This is just the first time it's been explicitly reported like that. When you look at the dichotomy, the, the two differences between how things are run, just how distinctly different as far as the, the power structure and what um, Pete and Snyder were allowing Russ to do versus what he was clearly allowed to do in Denver. Like, how, how different was it? Like You said he, he had feedback in, in those meetings, but just how much of, of an imprint is he, was he really allowed to put on game plans, on week-to-week, on big-scope uh, signings? Like, everything that kind of goes into that. Just how, like, where was that division really at? Because it's different from team to team, player to player, whether you're superstar, rotation, caliber, whatever that is. But just how much did, did Schneider and Pete really kind of tamp that down? Yeah, that's a good question. Because I think it, 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 it evolved over time, which makes sense, mm-hmm. right? He went from being like a third-round rookie making nothing to one of the highest-paid players in the league, right? So, with, you know, with money at least comes respect if it doesn't come power. Um, so you get something like Russ being in on them trading for Dwayne Brown in 2017, right? Or them signing Greg Olson, whatever year that was, or trading for Jimmy Graham. Um, you know, just so you see, Russ has had some influence. You know, like I don't know if he's had free agent, uh, a ton of free agent influence. I know like he was big on Josh Gordon. He openly campaigned for Anthony, uh, not Anthony, what's his name, Antonio Brown. Again, he had Greg Olson. Um, you know, so he's had some of it. He just wanted more. Uh, one of the things that we reported, um, and in one of our stories, I feel like I've written a, written a bunch of Russ stories, although I'm not in on this one, uh, is that one of the things that set Russ off was being at the Super Bowl that the Bucks won. Mm. Um, and then, like, seeing that and be like, yo, calling the team, like, yo, man, what's our plan? How are we going to how are we going to get to where the Bucks and the Chiefs are right now? I'm sitting here next to Goodell, and I'm pretty upset. Um, and then – I don't remember all the specifics, but I do know from Russ's view is perceived whatever answer he got to that question did not it did not suffice. Like he didn't get some blueprint or like, oh, we're going after this guy, this guy. It was more like just trust us, we got this, this is our job, we're gonna get this right. We all want the same thing, which is to win. And it just kinda just illustrates that he had some power when it comes to trade stuff. I don't think he I don't know if he had an office here. I don't think so. Um, and I don't know how well received his private quarterback coach was in the building and stuff like that. Like he worked for the radio station here in the flagship station. So that maybe makes that relationship a little bit more complicated than it would have been in Denver. I don't think Jake's on the radio there. Um, but to answer your question is short. Russ had some of that power, but when you're not winning, then you want more influence. Right? Like you take all these hits and you're like, okay, well help me pick. I want to help pick the linemen. Oh, okay. Well, I want to help pick the running backs or help me pick the receivers, you know, since, you know, we're going to do this run first offense or help me pick what type of offense we're going to run. Let me help pick the coordinator. If you remember that when they fired Mm -hmm. Brian Schottenheimer and Russ wanted control over who they interviewed and hiring Shane Waldron and all that stuff. So yeah, he had some power. He had some like people consult with guys, but when you're not winning and you rest and you like, think you're part of, you are the system, then you're always just going to want more until you're hosting, hosting the Lombardi trophy. 
Michael Sean Dugar is our guest. He is uh, the beat writer for the Seahawks, for the Athletic. Um, we're talking a little bit about Russell Wilson and his, his time. And you mentioned Jay Keeps, and I think he's an interesting kind of character in, in this story um, of, of Russell Wilson in that you mentioned he had a radio show in Seattle. He's the personal quarterback coach of the former Seahawks quarterback for goodness sakes in, in a training camp um and then he goes to denver you know one of the things that i found was very odd in the article just knowing and talking to guys that have played in the nfl is they would prepare their own scouting report um i've never heard of anything like that like the quarterback and his personal coach preparing a scouting report that's distributed to the other players on the offense I, I mean, that seems like an incredible amount of... Have you ever heard of anything like that in, in the NFL? I mean, that seems even more than what Alex Guerrero and Tom Brady were doing in, in New England. I guess for me, I came into the league covering Russ, so maybe excluding Jake from the from the equation for a second. Russ doing that stuff, like meeting on Tuesdays and stuff. I mean, even Gino now FaceTimes every guy on the mm-hmm. offense, I think, on Tuesdays on his off day. Russ used to quiz his guys on stuff. And it wasn't necessarily, I think he had more game plan control rusted in Denver than he did here. But for example, Russ here would, would make sure every receiver knows everything about the coordinator that they're going against that week on defense. Like, Hey, where, what coach, what, what college did he come from? What tree is he from? And make sure they know everything about all the corners they're going to play. I remember one year they really, like they were going to get the dolphins, I think 2020. And there was a rookie uh, I forget his name. He has like an African last name. They st- everybody studied him. Russ made sure everybody knew they knew all the corners, but they remember there was a note about him that he bites on double moves um, for whatever reason, and they ended up getting him for a touchdown on one. It's just like stuff like that. Russ has always made sure his guys are prepared for it. When you think about it, that's not that weird. Mm-mm. You know, like, hey, let's, let's make sure we know which DBs bite on double moves, which DBs are good against press, which DBs can't play off cover. You know, what linemen like to do, what type of speed rushes on third down. All that stuff is like going the extra mile in that way, that – that stuff, and even the, 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 it's not weird to me. It hasn't been weird to some of the players I've talked to, and even some of the on the record quotes we got in this story from Jenks and Sando uh, and Kaylin. I actually was really proud that they got on the record teammates. Yeah. Because in these kind of bombshell joints, you guys know it's a lot of like anonymous offensive player, which mm-hmm. I think we have some of that too, but not. It's like Jerry Judy's on the record, like Dalton's on the record, um, Melvin Gordon, who's obviously ex teammates on the record, but those guys even were like, this stuff wasn't. It wasn't that weird. Uh, you look at it, and really, they just weren't winning. Like, all that stuff looks weird when you're losing. Right? Like, imagine you, you game plan six days a week and they have the worst offense in the league. Like, that's when that stuff starts looking really weird. When you look at it, and, and the, one quote in general kind of stood out to me. And there's, is, as one offensive player put it, every week we felt like, okay, who are we going to be this week? And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a question of identity, really, for me. And you look at that, and how much of that kind of speaks to, from the Seattle point of view, that they were able to, despite everything else, continue their identity? Yeah, I think, well, one, that's another one of those things that sounds weird or sounds bad when it's not working because you could flip that and say that Bill Belichick, caters his game plans mm-hmm. to be entirely different each week mm-hmm. depending on who they're going to play they could have a run heavy game plan one week and then throw 40 times the next game all based on opponent but again if it works it looks like a genius and if not it looks like you're having an identity crisis but i do think they were having an identity crisis and it speaks to what was going on in 2020 around here they had the let russ cook thing and then midway through the year people was like well okay you're turning it a lot turning it over mm-hmm. a lot sir i would like us to run it a little bit more and that be more of the foundation and you watch maybe from week 10 to week 17 of the 2020 season in Seattle, and you can't tell what offense 
they're trying to beat. <laughs> and that's what that that's what kind of happened in Denver. You could see like, are they running Hackett's offense? Are they running Russ's offense? And to a lot of people around the league, probably coaches were like, why are we ever running what the quarterback says we should run? Like we should build it around him, but he ain't the offensive coordinator. You know, and you read those quotes, that's that's why they didn't have an identity. They never had an established hierarchy of who who they should be listening to. That's when I, when that quote you just read, that's how I heard that. And I was one of those people who read that Peter King quote um, that he got anonymously from someone in Russ's camp who said that Russ and Hackett aren't co- coaching quarterback, they're partners. Mm-hmm. I read that, I tweeted that, I said, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, that could go bad very, very quickly, and you see how it manifests itself. Yeah, week 11, they're making a game plan. It's like, okay, we're we running Hackett's game plan, we're running Russ's game plan. Like that That's where that quote was so alarming. So that's why they ended up having an identity crisis earlier in the year. On Twitter, at Mike Dugar, covers the Seahawks for The Athletic. Michael Sean Dugar, thanks for the time, man. Always appreciate your insight, and uh, thank you so much for taking a few minutes for us today. All right, no problem. You guys have a good weekend. You too, buddy. You as well. There he is, Michael Sean Dugar uh, from The Athletic. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.